captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Allie from the editing room. Not only have we reached the milestone of entering, covering season three of New Girl, who thought we would make it there? Nobody, least of all me, thought we would make it there. But we are also hitting our 50th episode covering New Girl. That does not count our jars. That does not count my little mini five-minute episode. Just 50 episodes of pure, unadulterated, uh, on-track New Girl coverage. And in true NGOG fashion, I forgot to mark it. So we're doing it from the editing room. Kiva doesn't even know this. Uh, thanks for sticking with us through episode 50. Fewer than 100 episodes to go. Allie from the editing room of the editing room. It's really driving me crazy. Is it fewer than 100 episodes, less than 100 episodes to go? I Googled this. The explanation is not helpful. Uh, apologies if that's incorrect and the grammar nerds are upset. And if it's not incorrect, well, isn't it funny that I'm editing myself from editing? Back to the show. Hey there, Goggers, and welcome back to another episode of the iconic New Girl Old Guy. Now, you may be noticing that I am neither the new girl, nor the old guy, nor the person who normally hosts this podcast, but nevertheless, my name is Matt Gagan, and I am here to break down what some people are calling the greatest episode of the greatest season of New Girl. That's right. This week, we will be discussing the season three premiere, All In. But of course, I am not here by myself. That would be pretty boring. I am here with two legendary podcasters in their own right to help me break down this legendary episode. So please welcome to the pod, someone who is also neither the new girl nor the old guy, Allie Lasher, and the oldest guy around, Akiva Winokur. How are you guys doing? And thank you so much for joining me. Is Akiva, is this how you feel on Renap when people come on and put in like 10 times the effort that you put in to mm-hmm. your own show? It's really touching. That was mm-hmm. beautiful, Maddie. Thank you so much. Yeah. And... and we- we normally ask Matt, like, why do you come on? Now we know. <laughs> I'm I'm terrible at intros, and I was terrified of doing this. And so I I went back and listened to every intro that every guest has done on the show oh to see God. if there was like a secret, <laughs> like tips or tricks that people did. There really wasn't, but I got a I, I listened to the a lot of the first thirty seconds of a lot of episodes of the show. <laughs> Thank you for the downloads. It's so much homework, funny. Allie. <laughs> It's very funny because I feel like we haven't called people goggers in a long time. That mm-hmm. jogged my memory. I was like, ooh, that was good. I like that. Mm-hmm. That is throwback. Yeah. Matt, because they're just, they just exist now as goggers. Like, that's, we don't have to. Oh, so are we getting new goggers? Like, if you're a gogger, you already are a gogger, right? We're, again, we, we like really were on our high horse about new listeners, but like at this point, we're, we're not cutting it off. We need everyone. You want to be a gogger, you can be a gogger. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't have to listen to the show. Yeah. Come one, true. come all. So, Maddie, I think Akiva was saying this earlier, but um, is this you? So, you say this is maybe the greatest season of New Girl of all time. Is that why you picked this episode? Slash, I don't recall. It's it's really crazy because this is the longest I've gone without watching New Girl in full. So, I'm starting to like regress in my memory. Like, do, are you <laughs> setting us up for a, a high season here, or are you just like wanted a good intro? Either is fine. Yeah, I don't I don't know if this is actually the best episode or if it's actually the best season, but it is definitely my favorite season. And um, it's just this this episode in the beginning of the season in particular, just when whenever I would 
come home from a from a long night out at the bar or whatever i would come home and you know i'd be uh not not drunk enough to fall asleep yet but too drunk to like want to watch a new episode of something that i hadn't seen before so i'd go on netflix and new girl's always there and i love this show so i'd always put it on and for whatever reason the third season is just the one that always makes me laugh the most so i would just play season three and play it from the beginning and it would take me a few episodes to fall asleep so i've seen like the first three or four episodes of this season more times by far than any other episode of the show Kivi, you know that zone well, right? Uh, not drunk enough to sleep, but too drunk to watch anything new. Absolutely. <laughs> it just, you live but in that's that like zone. Over, it's like overeating for me, though. It's like I'm too full. You know? <laughs> I can't watch a new show. I'm too full. Watch, yeah, so I you get watch. it. I used to have a rule uh, where um, I never watched old movies. Like I only would watch shows or movies that were current and never went back and rewatched anything. And somebody flipped in my brain like six months ago, and now I like mostly watch old, older movies that I've seen already before. What do you mean? Like, what, yeah, when you say old, you mean old to you, or you mean yeah, like you Yeah, movies have... I've seen before, not like, not like Gone with the Wind or stuff and stuff. Right. I've, but again, I have more questions about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you, it, what, it, was it based on, again, current, based on nothing before 2019 is making it into 2021, or just if you've seen it before, it's old, you'll watch Gone with the Wind if you haven't seen it before? No, it's movie. So for movies, it was <laughs> movies that came out that year because we always do like a movie ranking podcast on Thirty Two Fans. So I would try and watch as many movies as possible. Would never watch if it was twenty nineteen. I would never watch a movie that came out before twenty nineteen, whether I'd seen it or not. But now I will watch things I've already seen, and also with shows like if I'd never seen a show, like I've never seen Atlanta, and I want to see Atlanta, like I would go watch that even though it's a few years old. But um. Now I want to. Now I'm like going back. I'm like watching Forrest Gump again and stuff. Why is that? Are you showing your kids those movies or sometimes? It's just... Sometimes I'm showing them. Like I wanted to watch Jurassic Park with the kids the other day, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like my brain chemistry. I think I'm. I think this is middle age now. Like my brain chemistry changed, and I'm I, like, this is what I want to do. Okay, well I love this for you. A little more flexibility in your life. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's like an old person thing. The same way I thought recently. Like I want to really want to get into golfing. I don't love that for you. Luckily, there's no oh, golf I courses good... here. I, I... <laughs> Do you like golfing, Matt? No, no, no. I was going to say I love rewatching movies. I hate golf. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get old enough. I don't think I'll, never get, I'll ever get old enough to want to golf. I've, ex- I've assumed you've already explored this on Renap or 32 fans. And not I don't at need all. to dig in. Not at all. Okay. I've not talked well, about it Well, then I will dig in. I mean, yeah. you might say we don't need to dig into it on uh, New Girl Old Guy, but <laughs> I will. It would definitely be more suited for either of your other podcasts. Why golf? Why now? I think it's like if you're white and over 35, you just want to golf. Like one day, like it just happens. Mm. <laughs> I don't Yosef. know. <laughs> I, my voice is so destroyed that I couldn't hit the Yosef. Yeah, it sounds thing. like your voice sounds like you had a very, a very fun weekend. My voice sounds like Kramer would pay 70 cents a minute to talk to me. Uh, mm-hmm. So let me try it. No, I can't. I literally can't do it. <laughs> Why don't you just tell us the name of the noise you're trying to make? Um, okay, well, I don't see you as a golfer. Maybe I mean, like archery or mm-hmm. like croquet. What about bowling? I did, and I did mention this on another podcast that I, I for my birthday, I wanted to go. I didn't end that up doing it. That feels more you. Like I wanted to just go bowling and beat my high score. So maybe what that's is your high me. score? One sixty-four done three times. So you've never broken it, but you've matched it Correct. three times. Matched it twice, yes, 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 yes. Wow. Do you think I'm good at bowling? 
I think you are not a, like an exceptional bowler. I'm going to guess yeah. like you you could hit triple digits though. I thought you were going to say <laughs> uh, like I was going to say I think you are afraid to say that I am accurately a poor bowler. I, I mean, like, anyone, I could, like three games in, I could get better. But like, yeah, anybody could be out, a decent bowler if they like put ten minutes into it. You know? Do you think? Do you think I'm a good bowler? I think I you're a very good bowler. Yeah. Good no, <laughs> drunk bowler. I'm not. I'm not very good. I can be pretty good. It's bowling's the only What's sport that like. Well, or I guess not even a sport. More of a game. I don't know. I think I got like one ninety. Whoa, before, that's a hot take. Oh, that's no. a hot take. I was bowling. You're gonna upset big bowling. Bowling bowling is a game. There's not much athletic activity that goes into it, but it's a game that if you're good at it, you should be good at it like every time. And I'm just not. Like sometimes I'll be getting like a 60, and then other times I'll be getting like a 180, and I will be justifiably pissed off that I'm not getting a 180 all the time. It's the same ball, and it's the same lane. The pins don't move anywhere. I would like to see the Kiwi MacGagan bowl off. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like Akiva's like much more consistently uh, good. He's consistently less good than Matt, you are. Matt, will you go bowling with me next time on Long Island? Yeah, where where uh, when's that gonna happen? Uh, in January. Are we Sooner go than you think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's set it up. January, okay. we're going bowling. Perfect. And but can we keep bowling until I break my schoolwork? Can that be a thing? I, I, I'm not gonna commit to that. You're not gonna <laughs> commit. So he. Allie, he'll give you one game, but he's got to – yeah, I mean, if you you know, you know give me the right support, like, we'll be there for one game. Don't even have to be there the whole game. Once I break it, I could leave in the seventh frame. I don't care. One the time thing that depresses – oh, God. I was just going to say, one time we went bowling, and my friend wouldn't let us leave until he bowled a strike, and it took mm-hmm. him, like, 15 frames, and then to apologize, he bought us all Applebee's. Was this Matt Liguori? <laughs> it, was, it was not. <laughs> Look, I – Akiva, what I don't what what makes me sad for you about bowling is correct me if I'm wrong, but even in the great Jewish oasis that is Long Island, I have to imagine there are not kosher bowling alley options. So you're going there, no drinking, no eating, just you're just there for the love of the game. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean I could eat afterwards. You go to Applebee's afterwards. We're <laughs> we're, we're we're there for I mean, do you eat during bath? Imagine like- you eating at an Applebee's. Imagine. Akiva, if we're there for more than three games, Applebee's is on you. <laughs> I wish there was a kosher Applebee's. Honestly, that sounds. That sounds <laughs> no, the good. kosher. You're you're losing the thread. You want a kosher? Imagine being able to have pizza and uh, well, you could have a Coke Zero there. Right? I mean, there I is know. there's a bowling alley by my parents. I wouldn't. Sh- it wouldn't shock me if there was kosher food there. That would shock me. That would. Obj- that well, would it's like shock a me. it's like a hundred percent Orthodox neighborhood. It would be like I'm, a, a waste me. if the food isn't kosher. I feel like you would know. All right, I don't need to get into this. Let, no. Get I get back to me on that. I would like to know that. Okay. It's not too late. You could send your parents a text on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Am I lovely? And is the bowling alley near you? I don't think my parents have ever been in the bowling alley. Other I was going to say, do they know? My mom would not know. My mom doesn't know. No. The bo- bowling is, a, you know, my parents are classy. I'm not classy. Wow. Calling bowling non-classy. This bowling has been is not really anti. <laughs> this is very anti-bowling. All right. Let's get down to business here that was mm-hmm. an old but that was an old business that was new uh, nonsense okay um <laughs> season three episode one all in let's get all in to new girl now mm-hmm. originally aired september 13th 2017 aired in maddie g's home multiple times between the years now and 2013 um kivi were you surprised to see that we pick up exactly where we left off two weeks ago in the car 
Yeah, I was. I think I, I I don't know if we predicted this or not, but I did not think we'd go straight there. Same clothes and everything. So I'm shocked. Yes. I feel like that's rare. I mean, I feel like you're, I'll defer to you more on sitcom expertise. It feels rare that they, like, in the flashback, it was like, it was just the flashback of, like, the last, like, 30 seconds of the episode right. that you really needed because it opens right away. No, you're 100% right. I think this is rare. I was thinking, like, do you think they just filmed some of this stuff right away? Which I'm sure they did not. But, the, yo, it was fascinating. Uh, I, I was surprised they did it. True heads could, like, investigate just as, like, length of her bangs or something, but mm-hmm. I'm not a true head. True goggers. <laughs> true gogs. Um, all right, we have a question from Kelly. We get this cute moment in the car. It is a very cute stage of a relationship where you're just, like, looking at the person like, oh, my God, I like you so much. Like, uh. But I, I like that I said it was cute and then went, ugh. <laughs> um, producer Kelly wants to know, what does all in actually mean, Maddie? Um... I, I I mean, it's something that they make sure to say like 50 times during the episode. I know that. Um, I, I guess it just means, you know, they're like all in on the relationship and like like this is for real this time. There's there's no going back now. Yeah, it did remind me like, oh, they've never actually done this before. Like, I guess it's a reference to the fact that they were like they were in the relationship the dad um kelly's dad haha jeff only uh, jess's dad said something weird to them and they were like we still haven't figured out what this is and then they called it and they uncalled it now it's like enough of this nonsense enough of the will we won't we kv now they're in yeah and is there ever going back i don't know what is the kosher equivalent for a lobster dinner when you were first uh once Mara begrudgingly mm-hmm. did the Ferris wheel date with you, yep. or like you know said yes to. The I would uh, no. just to be clear, if if Ferris wheel was a requirement, I would not be married now. I'd be single, living in a studio apartment by myself. Wait, when, wait, when did she tell you and pretend not to hear? It was, you? A, oh, it was the roller coaster. A roller coaster. Roller coaster. Yeah, no, I wouldn't Sorry. go on a Ferris wheel. <laughs> if someone was like, Akiva, you can have a billion dollars. You just need to go on the Ferris wheel, but it's like a high Ferris wheel. No, I'm out. I also wouldn't want to go on a Ferris wheel, but I'm not insane for a billion dollars. I mean, I, I guess it. I'd like knock myself yeah. out. I'd like punch myself <laughs> in the face when I got on and like. I mean, you have plenty of money. I I have to be more considerate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're saying a billion wouldn't do, wouldn't move the needle enough. Maybe a few. For billion. you, apparently, I'm I saying I I would require. I would have to get on that Ferris wheel. Okay, fine, fair enough. But okay, how so mad would my wife be if I didn't get on the Ferris wheel? Like a billion dollars? Like I'm afraid of heights. Once again, uh, Mara would have to um, rest on. If you want something done right, do it yourself, and she's yeah. getting on that Ferris wheel. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, but what is the what is the lobster dinner? I think it's steak. Equivalent? I think it's a ste- I think it's a steak dinner. Well, that's boring. Steak at the kosher bowling alley. Now I'm interested. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be. <laughs> By the way, it's not kosher. I'm I'm online and it, it's clearly uh, there's milk, there's meat. It's not kosher. The bowling well, alley. That's a there's shame. milk, there's meat. Are you sure it's not <laughs> cashew milk, cashew yeah, cheese? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but they have a special thirteen dollars on Sunday nights. All right, we're there, Maddie. Here's what I'm loving about this is that it's in an all orthodox area and it's not kosher. So I have to imagine it's not that crowded. I could go easily. I think there aren't a lot of bowling alleys in the area. So they get a lot of like traffic from, you know, Lynbrook, Rockville Center. All right. Do Do you know there are none in Evanston, Illinois, where I went to college as like a there are no bowling alleys. You're saying it's like a throwback from prohibition laws and like. They haven't gotten past that. There are bars, mm-hmm. but there are no bowling alleys in the city of Evanston. That's tough. 
I somehow I manage, you know, me and Michael Scott. Um, all right, I want to talk about this, right? So their whole, the whole thing that gets them through this episode, the thread from beginning to end, is this idea that all of their problems lie in the loft. Once they go back, they deal with Schmidt's neediness. I guess they kind of make Winston seem needy, although he's the least needy of everyone. Um, and just they're they've been dating for thirty seconds now. They live together. Um, I want two things. Matt Stewart wants to know, can dating a roommate ever actually work out in real life? But also, is, is how real is this? Like, they, they've grown their relationship the entire time. Uh, does this seem like an overreaction or are they justified? Yeah, I, I think it has to be an overreaction. It doesn't really make sense to me. Like, they, they're saying all episode that, um it's just the loft we just need to get out of the loft but I, I don't know what their plan is they obviously can't just live in Mexico for the rest of their lives they're not really gonna move out and like you said Winston's like the least needy person on the planet there's no way that he is affecting their relationship at all in any way so if it's just Schmidt like Schmidt's gonna find you if you're in Mexico or anywhere <laughs> like there, there's no getting rid of Schmidt so I don't know I don't think they really thought that theory through Kiwi do you think dating a roommate can ever actually work out I really have no experience. I mean, I guess I've always been doing that, but like I have no experience with like starting to, you know what I mean? Date a roommate. Can I make it's working a, out I, for you pretty well? Can I make a, a, an unrelated complaint? And I apologize. To, don't, only if you don't apologize. <laughs> okay. So I don't really use LinkedIn, but I'll get the emails from LinkedIn. Hey, add, uh, you know, like, hey, so-and-so wants to add you. And of course I'll add them. Who cares? Right. Yeah. So far, you're with me. So it's yeah, like, all right, right uh, you know, Ali Al- 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 Lasher would like uh, would like to connect with you on LinkedIn. Fine, click it, never think about it again. They do this tricky thing now, where it says Akiva, add Rachel blah 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 to your network. Yeah. So you click it, thinking like, okay, I'll add them, no problem. Like they want to add me. It's always someone like in, like a hiring person. So they're like, all right, I don't know what they want to talk to me about, and I'm not really looking, but like, fine. And then. And then you realize, like, oh, no, they tricked you. Like, you're the aggressor here. You're the one connecting them. And this is a new thing. So I take it back. You should apologize. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just I just got this email, and I was like, I've never heard of this person. Checking your email on the pod. Perfect. Well, yeah. I, but I usually don't get, like, uh, unimportant emails. It Does this have through. anything to do with dating roommates, or this was just a complete aside? Complete aside. Now, back to dating roommates. I, 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 Ali, I, like, y- you know, you lived in a sorority house, so I guess there was no... I'm trying to think. Like, have you ever been in this scenario? And the closest I've ever been is I lived for a summer in the same building as the Gentile, but we were already dating, mm-hmm. and, and we were not roommates. I actually know someone who um, the, the tattooed Gentile Akiva, who I don't think we've rolled out on this pod, but mm-hmm. there's, um, he lived with a roommate and then started dating them and it did not work out, for, but like for multiple years. I don't know. I think it's like, as long as you have the two rooms, like we'll see how Jess and Nick are going to move from, if, if they're going to move into one room or if they're going to maintain their two separate rooms. I do think there's like a huge difference between like, to me, dating in the apartment, keeping your separate rooms is like the equivalent of dating someone who lives on your floor in your dorm in college, you know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like maybe closer than you need to be, but it's not insane. To, if they move to sharing a room, maybe more complicated. 
to go back to what Maddie and I were talking about while you were perusing your inbox, um, <laughs> I, I think it's hard, right? Because like definitely there's a change when you move as dating. My, I don't, I've never dated a roommate, but I've dated a friend and there's definitely a change in the friendship dynamic. Like part of me was thinking, this is nothing new. Like Jess shouldn't be surprised at how dependent Schmidt is on Nick. Like she's intimately familiar with their friendship. It's not like a new person entering and is like, whoa, you're kind of codependent with your friend. But it matters more when this is your boyfriend and he's got another boyfriend in the form of Schmidt. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Schmidt was really like dialed to a 10, I think, because he is having, producer Kelly wrote in a question, like how unfair is it for Schmidt to be so like self-centered? But of all of the things going on, maybe Cece's broken marriage is number one, but Schmidt having to choose between two girls he's in love with is like kind of uh, a headline item. That's making the front page. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think Schmidt needs his best friend right now. I agree. I, I think this wasn't that great of a look for Nick to just like completely abscond. Although I don't remember how aware he is. I guess like he knows Cece called off the wedding to be with someone else. So I don't think Nick, if I'm remembering correctly, knows like that the girls have given him Schmidt an ultimatum and like declared their love. Right. Uh, Matt Stewart wants to know who do you text the most and how many times a day? Do you have anyone that's at a Schmidt level like 40 times a day? I feel like 40 might be, like, a low number. I feel, I feel oh, like I'm texting... Good friend Matt I'm texting my there. good. I'm texting my good friend Lita, like, any time a thought pops into my head. So that's, I feel like that's probably, like, a good 130 times a day. 130? <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, what's a text? Because then she texts back, and then I send it. Are you getting text. 130 back? I, I mean... More or less. Yeah, actually, maybe not. I think I'm maybe texting. The way you like, said it sounded less. I, I think I think maybe I'm texting four four times to every one response. You're quadruple texting. He's quadruple well, texting. Well, it's fine. It's Lita. Okay, fine. Um, I think. <laughs> okay, fine. No, no, I'm saying like oh, I don't want to. I don't want to like throw a man on the bus. I, I think that um. First of all, like it's also tricky because I don't like communicate with people necessarily through texting. Like Ali, I just DM, and other people it's WhatsApp only. So well, let's a lot count of... WhatsApp and DMing. That counts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely different, but it counts. Yeah, I used to have a friend I would I would text like dozens of times a day, but not anymore. Oh, is it Chester? That was a joke. <laughs> um, oh, the... is it me? <laughs> it's nobody. Anyway, you, you still message like I don't understand the loss. You no, still I'm message joking, me more than I would like you to. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't you. It wasn't. You. Um, okay. I I okay. So I agree. I don't. Rem I wish I remembered what nick knows you're right like so i can't really fully blame him for this but nick is not like he is his best friend but he's not like best friend material you know he's not really like looking Whoa. out he's not looking out for schmidt's you know best interest always well this is know. a great segue oh go ahead, go I, ahead just, I know schmidt is very needy in general but i think if he's like calling you five times in a row something must be important yeah i mean i had a very funny move where so i was in new orleans this weekend with missy future guests of, on the podcast and my mom asked me for her phone number which she has asked me for her phone number before but I did give it to her because like oh we're in New Orleans I've never been like whatever mom like here's it was also like five in the morning she do me <laughs> I called her we put it on speaker we were all talking it was fun you know whatever my mom was having a, a good a good time and then 
my mom was like, I got to go. I got to call someone else, whatever. She ended the conversation. Then she called me back and like, no, you've missed the window. Now we're like going somewhere. I'm not answering. So like, you, you blew it. That seems fair. She, she <laughs> called Missy within 30 seconds of me not answering. Like immediately calls her and Missy answers. I'm like, you scrub. Like I, anyway, she went around me and I was dying when Schmidt did that in this episode of like texting, texting. Uh, did you have yes, your friend like, block your Nick? mom? No, are you kidding me? She, my mom was already saved in Missy's contacts, for, contacts from like a month ago when I had to use her phone, like I had to borrow her phone. Mm-hmm. So like she would never, she'd block me before she blocked my mom. My friends love the Jude. The Jude is, is lovable. Mm-hmm. The Jude can't have your number though, Akiva. That would be expensive. See, that's like, that's such a boomer thing. It costs zero dollars. There's so many reasons. My mom would not want your phone number. No, it's, it is funny because my grandfather would like, used to like rush me off the phone. He's like, oh, it's too expensive. <laughs> it's like, it costs zero cents. Grandpa. What are you talking about? It's through the internet. That's a great excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you, think but, you, just, you think he was just trying to later me? Like, all right. Um, I mean, I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to use it on the podcast. All right, this call's uh, getting expensive. Podcast getting very expensive. <laughs> I, so, speaking of the great segue, but from before. You said Nick is not best friend material. Schmidt sets up these rules in an effort to make Winston his new best friend. And Schmidt's rules are be willing to sacrifice everything for me at a moment's notice. Winston's rules don't talk to me that much, never lie to me, and never ever touch my puzzle. Matt Stewart and Kelly both wanted to know what are the rules of being friends with us? What would be best friend material? Wow, that's a good question. Um, Definitely answer at least one out of every four of my texts. I was going to say, mm-hmm. respond at a ratio of four to one or yes. more. I do start to get Don't very sad if I text time. someone more than four times and they're, they're still not answering me. That, <laughs> that, so that, that, might, is... that might be mm-hmm. rule number one. Um, that, that That's the only rule. Just answer my t- Oh, also, like, compliment me a lot. That's the second big one. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Compliment you a lot. Matt, first of all, Matt, you're doing a great job. Thank you so much. <laughs> Can't um, wait to go bowling. <laughs> What's like w- rules to be friends with me? I, yeah, what would be your best friend rules? Uh, I don't have. I don't know. Um, you know, if I make a mistake every now and then, just let it go. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that really where you want to go? We yeah. can hash it out. And then um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, like uh, I don't know. We, we got to go out to eat a lot. I like food. What I, I should start I like doing is. When you make a mistake and I uh-huh. do let it go, I uh-huh. should highlight it to you. For example, saying that, I'm letting it go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, my rules are mm-hmm. blind loyalty, much okay. much similar to Winston's rule. Yes. I'm not Winston, sorry, Schmidt. <laughs> Be willing to sacrifice everything for me at a moment's notice, including mm-hmm. dignity. Not quite that, just uh, blind loyalty. And for every four things, you could say, like, mm, I'm not on your side on that one. Okay. <laughs> so you could quadruple. You could quadruple agree with you know. Uh, yeah, agree yeah, with yeah. You then not quintuple. All right. Yeah. All right. We with Winston's big storyline is he's doing a puzzle, and it's so funny, Matt, because as someone who's watched the season already, I'm watching Winston do this puzzle. And I'm like, isn't Winston colorblind? And then I googled it because I was like, did we already talk about this? I want to like note this. And then I'm like, oh, it's this episode that we find that out. 
Yeah, I think um, this is really the reason why I love this episode so much. The Winston puzzle storyline, even though I've seen this a million times, it still cracks me up every single time. Everything, <laughs> Winston doing a puzzle is so simple, but <laughs> such a such a hilarious story. And then the reveal that he's colorblind at the end, it's provides for like some of the the best the best uh, quotes that I'm still quote to this day when he says it's brown like money is something I try to work in as often as possible and I, I just feel like in general like season three not to spoil anything but this is like when the writers start to really figure out what to do with Winston and Winston will go on to be my favorite character of the show so this is just uh, a very important episode to me I think as as the turning point in Winston perhaps uh Akiva, did Winston's storyline hit with you as well? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I, I also, I empathize with being bad at puzzles. I am horrific at them. I wonder if it's... Whoa, connected. spoiler alert. Big win. I know you're going to ask. I know you're going to ask. It's probably connected to the fact that I'm face blind. By the way, speaking of Matt's and Allie's and face blindness. Uh, that was, that, oh, that was Matt Lagori. Who Ligori. was speaking? Who's Matt Lagori tweeted today that he thought he saw you on the street. I saw that oh, yeah. too. And I think I could relate to that because uh, because I'm so face blind, I will often think I see someone I know. But now it's just because I know I'm so face blind, I assume I don't. So even if it's like 95%, I just like ignore them unless they see me. I won't like acknowledge the other person. Well, you said I was going to ask you. I'm not asking you. Chloe G and Justin Ramsey are asking you. I'm going to combine the question and I'm going to mm -hmm. pitch it to Matt. Knowing what Akiva just told you and anyone who watched our uh apples and honey sequester oh that's right yeah um <laughs> i'm still doing this. it still doing who's it. better at puzzles me me being ally winston or akiva i would imagine that ally is probably the best at puzzles of those three it's it's a low bar what do you yeah, exactly. who do you think between winston and akiva <laughs> um i have to imagine it's akiva but it's still it still might be winston <laughs> Winston, Winston Winston gets something together by the end of the episode. It's, at least he has the shape of a of a, the general shape of a puzzle. His perseverance I think would match yours. Like and I don't mean this as a criticism Akiva and if anything I think it's probably smarter that you would give up sooner. Like I don't think you're getting started on one. I'm or not if getting you started. Are, you're not continuing all episodes. Yeah, you know me well. I, 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 I'm probably not getting started. If I'm getting started, I'm quitting very easily. <laughs> Winston's determination is very admirable. His episode, like, it's kind of set up that he loves puzzles, and this has happened more than once because Schmidt is like, whenever you get, whenever you do puzzles, you get like weirdly intense. But I don't know how he keeps going back to these puzzles, and he spends like the whole. I think this episode spends like four days or five days, and he spends the whole time doing a puzzle and gets absolutely nowhere with it. I, I can't believe it. I'm like Akiva. I would never even start a puzzle. It does not seem fun to me. It does not seem like something I would be good at, and the reward at the end does not seem worth it at all. It's so funny. You mentioned a lot of the great lines that come out of this Winston episode, this episode for Winston, when Winston's like, what do you think it's going to look like? And Schmidt is just incredulous. Like, <laughs> it's on the it's, box. It's on the box. <laughs> it's a Japanese garden. It's a Japanese garden. <laughs> I, so I am good at puzzles. I really like logic puzzles. In terms of like jigsaw puzzles, I, it's shocking to me that I don't do more puzzles. I am good at them and like jumping in if someone's working on one and only with their permission. I know some people get very annoyed when you like come in and, and like Winston, you're like, oh, this is a corner piece right here. Like whatever. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, like Schmidt. Is that spoilers? Is it like spoilers for a puzzle basically? It would be like coming well, in the middle of a TV episode. Well, I think some episode. people don't. Some people like to have you have done it them, themselves and some people just like to finish it. So if like someone could come do a couple pieces like, my mom did a puzzle in quarantine that's now under my bed because she couldn't bear to get rid of it, so she, like, decoupaged it, whatever, put Mod Podge over it, 
and then was like, you should put this in your apartment. It's a giant red puzzle. I'm like, I don't want this in my apartment. Well, I don't want to get, I worked so hard on it. And who asked you to work so hard on it? So anyway, now I have it in my apartment. But <laughs> I think that's one of the problems with jigsaw puzzles for me is like, I would very easily start it. Like I put together a Lego Seinfeld set and I love doing it. Like same mm -hmm. kind of thing. I would do a puzzle. But then what do you do with it? Unless you're the person, which my cousins are, who like hangs all your finished puzzles. You just got to break it up. And that's like so depressing. Yeah, there's no reward at the end. You could post it on Instagram. But I like, so. I don't really post on Instagram. Yeah, me neither. This is the problem for me. Puzzle doers, let me know what you do with your completed puzzles. And like, maybe I'll get into it. But I would be better than Akiva. Be no problem. No question. Yeah, I'm, I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst <laughs> in so many ways. Uh, another puzzle Schmidt's going through is deciding between Cece and Elizabeth. Matt, I was stunned that his arguments for Cece are like, she's unhealthy. Not she's unhealthy, but like our physical connection is amazing, but unhealthy. And Elizabeth's only plus is I was dating her first. Like he should be dating neither of these women based on those assessments. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense, but I guess he has to choose one for whatever reason. But I just feel like this is such an easy decision in Schmidt's, sho Schmidt's shoes like he like he said the only pro for Emily is he was dating her first I feel like he's Emily the disrespect <laughs> Elizabeth sorry I'm uh I'm name blind I, uh, <laughs> I get I get e-names confused um the only pro for Elizabeth is uh he was dating her first and I feel like he's been in love with Cece since like season one so I, I don't know why he's struggling so much I guess he just wants to date both women yeah, I think maybe the, like, my criticism isn't super fair with, like, yeah, maybe they want it to be seemingly lopsided of the decision of, like, look at the pros or CC, and he's just, like, in his head about Elizabeth. But it's also, like, not an episode where he's actually going through the decision of choosing between them because, as we see at the end, he chooses both of them, um, which is complicated in itself. But if I were to add add my own stuff into the episode right and dig a little bit deeper i do think the reason it's not an easy decision is like maybe cc's the one he wants but elizabeth is the one who's like better for him the one he needs and so it's like i should be making this decision to choose elizabeth i was dating her already i don't want to just drop her and he she brings out a objectively better side of schmidt than cc does and he's acknowledging like Maybe it's just a physical connection with CC, and we've had this sort of unhealthy back and forth where we've been like hurting each other. Um, Kiwi, did this uh, put you anywhere closer on the decision between CC and Elizabeth? Well, I think the decision is CC just because, like we discussed in the last few weeks, CC is a regular on the show, and Elizabeth is definitely not. <laughs> so I hate yeah, to like logistically, it makes more sense. For I hate to, to use to you know logic and and edgic editing logic like <laughs> edgic. The, oh my god, not Colin Stone on the podcast. But like, I think uh, you know, I, I just think that there's very little chance he chooses Elizabeth. I, listen, I, I I now the, like I wonder how long it's going to be. Is it going to be like if we don't decide it here? Here's a sitcom rule, in my opinion. If you don't decide like something like this in the first episode of this season, we're doing a whole arc. So this is going to be like six episodes before he gets, uh, before he has to make a decision. I don't know like wh what the comical thing will be where he gets found out by both of them. If he ultimately gets dumped by both of them, seems very sitcom. It was probably pretty likely, but I'm I'm guessing this is going to go on the who who will he choose is going to go on for a number of weeks now. So I was going to say, how many total episodes do you think Merritt Weaver? 
um, is in as Elizabeth. I'm going to guess six, six this season. Five more. Six this season. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking back at how many she's already been in. I think three. She was in Bachelor episode, Bachelor episode, what? Bachelorette party, Virgins, Winston's birthday, Elaine's big day, and now All In. So that's mm-hmm. five. One this season. So you think we are going to see her a total of 11 times. Mm-hmm. I think I did the math wrong. Six and five. Yeah, that's six and four. So 10 times total. Can okay, confirm we'll six and four is ten. Yeah, I was like, we can't confirm, Matt. We can't confirm, <laughs> but we can confirm easy math. Um, all right, <laughs> so we'll see if we get that. But that would be quite a lot for a guest star. TV. I agree, but listen, you know, Winston is uh, Schmidt is considering having a relationship with her. Like it is a lot. He's in a relationship with her. Yeah. Well, yeah, him and her and everybody else. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see how many episodes Shivang was um, ultimately in. Um, I am clicking around because I guess I'm trying to think or like Sam is the analog like we've had some reoccurring um, relationships. So, so far, Shivrang was in seven episodes. Did we ask mm-hmm. you last week or two weeks ago, do you think we ever see him again? I think I said yes. I don't think I, I bo- asked you. Oh, I'm, so I'm going to say one more time. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. We don't. So he's in seven total episodes. <laughs> wow. No more Chevrang. Oh, Big loss. Maybe we did us. And Taylor Swift is not coming back, right? We hardly Wait, knew him. Oh. Yeah. I can't confirm the Taylor Swift thing. We'll have to see. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Schmidt, were you – I mean, I would keep saying, were you surprised? What do you think of the way that this is turning out, uh, Kiwi, that it's going to – he goes to break up with Cece, can't do it. Goes to break up with Elizabeth. Says one of my favorite lines of the episode. In the marketplace of ideas where culture is king and data moves faster than people. Where mm-hmm. scalable opportunities come from turnkey solutions. And he ultimately doesn't break up with either of them. Do you like this as a, a plot device or no? I do. I do. It's going to get sitcom-y, but I do, I do like I would have been annoyed if he just chose CC in, in this episode. I, I'm happy right now. I agree. I think he can't choose CC. What I think could have happened is if he... Um, if he chose Elizabeth, but Cece's still going to be in the picture because she's Jess's best friend, right? So, like, there mm-hmm. could be uh, action with that. He can't choose Cece or Elizabeth goes away. Um, yes, that is definitely true. Elizabeth's gone the second he chooses Cece. That side was actually a great segue into the Mexico storyline between Nick and Jess. <laughs> so they're all in. They're off to Mexico. Uh, Felipe says, not a question, but as a Latino, this episode did not hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting. I was telling Matt and Kiwi before the podcast that I was re you know, sometimes we go back and we read the, uh, AV club or variety or whatever media outlet is writing a recap from 2013. And perhaps unsurprisingly, nobody really was making those comments in their mm-hmm. 2013, um, Articles probably written by white folks. So, Kiwi, right? AV Club didn't have anything in it? No, nothing, no. All right. So, yeah, a lot of bad stereotyping in this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just in general, like, even before I was viewing it through that lens, so it's a criticism of my own 2013 self, like, I never really understood this plot line of them running away to the loft so far that they're in Mexico, that they're stealing bracelets to stay at the resort, the whole, like, hotel jail thing. This w- is not my favorite part of this episode. Um, no, um, period, period. That's not my favorite part of this episode. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think it kind of started off okay with Nick and Jess in the beginning, just kind of, um, you know, just proclaiming that they're all in and how much they like each other. Um, but then by the time they are running away to Mexico, every time we kind of went back to this story, I was like, oh, maybe I don't really care about the Nick and Jess plot that much, even though I guess it's the A plot of this episode. And I really only like this episode because of the Schmidt and Winston stuff. Yeah, that's actually a great point that I didn't think of before you just said that they're the A plot. If you use the um the title Pawnee, rule. Yeah, the Pawnee Public Radio rule. Uh it all in could all it, I do agree this is the A plot, but all in could also apply to sort of Schmidt going all in both with Elizabeth and Cece, like in their aspect. So it sort of does apply to like four two of the plots. Yeah, I just assume it's more for the Nick and Jess stuff because they Agreed, are the ones yeah. that are saying it every other sentence. No, agreed. And I think, Kiwi, we talked about this with one other episode. Sometimes, like, they do that, right? Where the episode title kind of can weave into, like, both storylines going on. Yes, that's true. It's almost um, like Seinfeld. It was not clear to me that they were there four days. Like, I, I remember thinking when I watched this originally and when I've watched this every time since, they're, they look like they're, like, from Castaway. Like, they're doing a Castaway theme <laughs> party. They've been on the mm-hmm. island for, like, 50 days. She's got, like, a braid in her hair. They're, like... Uh, her, her clothes are like all torn and tied up and he's dirty and sleeveless and whatever. And I guess I like put together that it's four days based on um, later the reveal that Schmidt's been lying to Winston for four days of when he broke right. up with them. But like yeah. it did not connect to me and you could never survive there for four days on the beach next to a resort. Like why is their car in the beach? The whole thing. I'm like getting too mad. How do you get there without a passport? It's all such bullshit that I shouldn't be like examining, but I'm riled up. And we don't see any of it. They like go to commercial and come back and it's just four days later and we haven't right. seen any of what's happened in those four days. And right. Winston so has made not... no progress on his puzzle in four days either. I do love, who do you call if pieces are broken? <laughs> I love that, too. And then when Schmidt's like, half of your pieces are upside down, and there's an almond there. You realize that's an almond, right? Can I do an, an Akivi-style aside that sort of makes sense but really doesn't? Please. Absolutely. I, I, I mentioned I got the Seinfeld Lego set, and I put it together. Yes. I have to give a, a, a shout-out to Lego because... Mm-hmm. They have an incredible service. So, like, one of my pieces... I didn't know this is my first ever Lego set. Like, my brother had Legos as a kid that, like, maybe I played with. And my, I told my mom this. Like, oh, my God, I love this Lego set. And she was took it defensive. I'm 30 years old. And she thought this was, like, a criticism of her, like, not exposing me to Legos as a child. She was like, <laughs> you were never interested in them. If you were interested, you know, like, gender roles, sure. we would have we let you have them. It's not like... Mm-hmm. I was like, no, Mom, I understand. I'm sure I, was, I wasn't interested until, like, two months ago when they put the right. Seinfeld set out. Uh-huh. Um, it's like me and golf. Yeah. <laughs> so, Why do you get me to, golf lettings? That golf lettings. That. Yeah. So not to criticize my parents, I could have had access to Legos if I wanted them. I did not want them. Um, but they give you a bunch of like rogue extra little pieces. I don't know how they decide. But they did not give me. There's like a soda can that's like an accessory, and they gave me the top, but not the little blue cylinder. And. I went to like the website to see like, okay, is there a process if they didn't give you a piece? Like I could live without this piece, but I paid for the set. I'd like the piece. You can like sort by what set you got, the color of the piece to identify like the single piece of the like 900 piece set. And they will just ship it to you. Like no questions asked as a replacement. What wow. a great system. I so got there it probably like, two is, days later. There probably is a number you could call for broken puzzle pieces then too. 
Not, I guess, if your issue is like the colors all look the same. <laughs> the, colors yeah. all look, the colors all look brown like money. <laughs> uh, but okay, that's an aside. Just if you're thinking of getting a Lego set, but worried there aren't going to be the right amount of pieces in it. Is that, is that holding people back from getting a Lego set? Apparently it's not. It's been holding okay. me back now that, now that I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking if, my, if I'm a bad dad, my kids aren't, my boys aren't really playing with Lego yet. Maybe I should get them Lego. Well, girls can play with Lego, too. That's sort of the whole moral that my mom was getting. Sure, but they're, like, a little old for all toys. They're, you know, 15 is, like, not going to all of a sudden start playing with Lego. My boys well, are I'm young. 30, and I just <laughs> all of a sudden started playing. Did you not Yeah, but my 15-year-old and you, pretty much the same level, like, uh, in terms of, like, my 15-year-old is, like, a 50-year-old, you know. All the more reason to get her a Lego set. I mean, my brother was really into Kinects. He built, like, a moving Ferris wheel, not to bring it back to Ferris wheels, as a kid. That that's something that's like kind of advanced. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah. I, of course, no surprise. Uh, I was bad with all that stuff, like Legos. All right. Well, let's get back to Jess and Nick so we can yada yada through this. Um, well, first, I guess we should address Winston getting the best friend award of all time. And I think this is my favorite scene in the entire episode where Cece comes in and Winston is operating like Schmidt broke up with her because that's what Schmidt told him. Uh, he did uh, the the physical comedy the reactions the improv this ep- this was like a 10 out of 10 scene for me yeah even the uh even the the lines by Winston that don't have to do with the puzzle he's still just knocking them out of the park <laughs> this this whole scene and I would I like he's being a great friend playing along with Schmidt at first and then Schmidt like takes the next goes to the next level for like absolutely no reason and says that Winston asked for CeCe's underpants and Winston like good for him he takes the best friend role very seriously and he just still rolls with it and says he needed her underwear to sew into his underwear it is so funny to like the way that when Schmidt's scolding him it's like you're a garbage child and then he immediately like whips his head around with just the absolute perfect expression of like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, and Winston's doing the same thing when he's like batting these lines <laughs> yes. back and like behind CeCe's back. Like just the timing of this was chef's kiss. It was beautiful. Akiva, how, how many emails have you gotten? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm listening. I was, I was going to do the chef's kiss and like noise, but I, I don't think I can pull it off. <laughs> Would you do this for your friends? Would you cover for them like this? I mean, at this point, Winston doesn't really know what's going on. He just like... For all he knows, he just changed his mind. Like it's not like it's not immediately clear unless he's heard Elizabeth in the apartment in the last four days. But would yeah. you cover for your friend like this, Kimi? Yes, I think I would. I think I, I would. think I cover at first, and and then when Schmidt takes the unnecessary next leap, I think I'd tell him to go screw himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. But I think if like if Missy said something like this to me, like oh she asked me for a pair of your underwear like last week, I think I would be like. Oh my God, that was out of that was a joke in context. Like I would come up with a better lie than that's Winston true. does. Win- Winston was not great on his feet there. there. I needed to sew them uh, into my. I needed my your underwear. underwear to sew into my underwear. I will. Cece thinks I'm wearing your panties right now. I died of that. All right, back to a less perfect scene with Nick and Jess deciding that they're going to sneak into this resort. Um, she tries to steal a bracelet from a little kid. She, they ultimately successfully do because Nick jumps to from like tough love to <laughs> advice to I'll strangle you to death. Felipe says on a scale of one to Elvin, how would you grade the child Justin Nick stole the bracelet from? 
Ooh, an Elvin shout-out. I haven't thought about that guy in a while. You remember Elvin? Yeah, of course. Um, I, I, uh, Matt, do you remember? Do you have a grade here? I mean, I remember who Elvin is. I, I mean, th- this kid doesn't really, <laughs> this kid doesn't really have much to do except just g- give them a bracelet. So I, I, he was fine. I did notice him when Nick's getting dragged to d- jail. He has like a, a happy look on his face, like he is in the background of that scene. So I did appreciate them repurposing him there. But yeah, spoiler alert, Keith, we're never seeing that kid again. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> we're leaving him in Mexico. I did laugh. It, it seemed insane. I, I have been to resorts, right, where they make you wear a bracelet and they, like, go around mm-hmm. and check. It seems extreme that you'd be chased by three security guards. When he gets into the water and he's like, I'm in international waters. Um, but Kiwi, I've, Kiwi or Matt, I've never seen Point Break. Did you get this reference? No, I've never seen it either. No, I didn't, I didn't even know this was a reference. I don't, even, I don't think I know what Point Break is. Okay, we are officially an anti-Point Break podcast so that's i mean i know about it cause it's like a famous bill simmons uh he talks about it a lot so it's like a wrestling movie right it is a let's go to the M- imdba point break a 1991 so it's a 30 year old movie um starring patrick swayze keanu reeves and gary Busey. what an iconic trio from the <laughs> early 90s oh no point break is johnny utah okay fine no i'm thinking of, of vision quest for some reason i don't know why i thought of that he goes, um, okay, fine. Like, I, we were fighting him. You could have sold us on this movie. <laughs> it is an action crime film. And if I could just get one sentence. Okay, it features Reeves as an undercover FBI agent who is tasked with investigating the identities of a group of bank robbers while he develops a complex relationship with the group's leader. I got so oh. bored reading that that I forgot. Like, I didn't pay attention. I, I, I still couldn't a, tell you what it was about. I thought it was going to be a prison movie. But maybe I'm thinking of Prison Break. All right, so we are, I think we're all in agreement. We are an anti-Point Break podcast. Yeah, very anti-Point Break. Kiwi, unless you decide to go back and watch it, because you're watching old Should movies we? now. Should oh, we? Should we put that in, put the in the jar? jar? No, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> it has some, like, appeal. I think it was, like, a popular movie. Can you, like, be, like, in a Renap spy and, like, if we, like, set a challenge, you know the Dimitri Martin joke where he used to say in law school, like, they'd set up a word of the day, and if you could work it into the conversation, like, do you think mm-hmm. you could get Rob to put Point Break on the wheel in a natural way? No, because way? It, it's not a crappy movie. We usually watch bad movies. I'm not asking you if you could put a crappy movie. I'm saying, is there any way that you could get it on the wheel? Do you think you could yeah. pitch? Yes. Here's what I'll try. I don't think I, I think I could try. Here's what I'll do. I, in the next podcast, I will casually mention... Like Keanu Reeves or somebody in the movie, Gary Busey, and then I'll be like, hey, you ever seen Point Break? Should we put that on the wheel? Okay. That's what I'll do. You've told me before that you'll do this and you don't do it. I, this would be... I don't remember. Tell, what, what did I say about it? I'll do you it. were supposed I'll, to I'll... greet Rob with some kind of name. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, I, I, now I, know, I remember. All right, see if you could pitch Point Break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, you know, really feel it. Like, make it serious. It would be great yeah. if it got on the wheel. Go like for an it. NGOG's choice. I'm I'm happy to go for it. I don't know, uh, you know. Well, I now I sort of want to see this find movie. Out. You know, I'm going to find out if you don't do yes. it. Yeah. Usually it's the opposite. Usually it's like don't mention the things we talked about here. Well, you don't. The key is I, I want to be clear about the assignment. You don't mention like ah oh, okay, Ali had me ask that. Like you never mention it. You just put it there. You set it and forget it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Set it and forget it. Okay. And then we'll reveal it to Rob. That we did this, if it gets on the wheel, when he comes on. On season on, three, episode six episodes. Seven. Yeah. Six episodes, that's right. Ooh. 
We might have to slow down so Survivor season ends. <laughs> I mean, that's fine with me. Oh my god. Like, is there a world where we're in? No, we won't be in a... That won't put us in Olympics territory, will it? No, 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 no. We still got a while. All right. So... Okay. They, it, we talked about the colorblindness. I did look up, though, that, like, the reveal is that he's... So they... Jess breaks in. We need... Nick's been taken to jail. Uh, like, offensive comment, offensive comment. The one thing I do think is the offensive comments that Schmidt are making when he's being rude to the people who work at the hotel. Like, oh, this is for mm-hmm. you to send your kids to college or have, uh, have some fun up your nose. Like, I do like that the hotel gets the last laugh and the staff, like, take him for all of his money because he's such a big idiot. Mm-hmm. That it's not, like, right. played for laughs. Uh, like, some of the other lines are, like, played for laugh laughs. This is, like, played for you to know it's offensive and then watch him, like, get his ass handed to him. Yeah, yeah, Schmidt's an idiot and gives gives his money away to like every employee at the at the resort. But the big reveal is that okay, Winston's colorblind because he's mistaking green shoes for brown. I did look into this and I guess if you have green, red, weak colorblind, which is protanopia, you might see Kermit the Frog green as like sort of a yellowish muddy brown. But no one's asking me for my professional colorblindness opinion. You never know. Someone may have really wanted you to hear your take on that. Yeah, you're welcome to that one person. <laughs> uh, but okay, so the, so Nick is again insisting about making it back to the loft. They shred the passport. I was like, if Mara's watching this, maybe she laughed at that. Is that sort of physical adjacent? It's hijinks maybe more than physical comedy. Yeah, I love <laughs> uh, yeah she doesn't. I saw like a TikTok uh, today. Ella, was my daughter, was showing me TikToks. Like some... Some uh, guy is like doing a workout with his wa- with his like uh, with a girl and and she like hits her head on the mirror in their bedroom and then like they're looking away and then the mirror falls down on um, on her head. So now they're both injured like uh, on his head. Sorry. She gets smashed into the into like the mirror standing closet and then the mirror falls on his head. So they're both injured. And I'm like, oh, this I, I know this is going to this is going to be such a big hit. And I ran the show mirror and it, they were just watching it like 10 times in a row. <laughs> so did she watch a lot of like america's funniest home videos that's a good question i would actually like to ask that but i don't know right now i feel like you should know that you've been with her enough of your life i it never came up hey did you watch america's funniest i could see her doing it like i i just i don't think it's ever come up like do you think you know every when when people get married when they've been married for a while you think you know every show that your significant other watched when they were a kid I'm not sure it works. Uh, no, I'm assuming that you were like 18 and you watched it together. Like it's been on. It was on with the, the Bob. Do so you think I was like, hey, do you want to like as a date? Do you want to watch? You never uh, watched TV together. No, I've never watched. Like I, I wasn't really into. I wasn't really into that show. American. Um, yeah, Funny but videos. sometimes you make concessions for. Well, not I you. The general you <laughs> makes concessions. AHV or whatever, whatever the acronym is. I would be like, sure, but I. She never mentioned. I'll ask her. All right, much like the yada yada, how he gets back in with the cobbled together passport. We're going to yada yada <laughs> through the rest of this. Uh, we yeah. leave with Schmidt sort of massaging both women on the phone. Well, that was weird to say. Working both <laughs> women over the phone. Uh, let's get to the guide. Um, Nick gives Jess that bracelet, right, in the as like, I got this for you. Like, she, he kept the bracelet to get into the resort. We ever see that bracelet again? I don't think so. I don't think we see the bracelet ever again. It jumped out to me because it seemed like a weird 
piece of memorabilia to be like the way he like gives it to her is like sort of the way you'd like slide a ring on you know like it's mm-hmm. it was a weird token to me so we'll we'll be watching for that okay I'll um my eyes peeled. what do you think is going to happen with their relationship you think we're riding this out the rest of the season you think we have a breakup coming if so when do you think we have a breakup coming i think there are minor breakups i think they, we were we are running strong for the rest of the season yeah Wait, minor breakups, but we're running strong the rest like, of the season. Like I think maybe there's like a like a fight, that, like a semi breakup during an episode, but I don't think there's. I think we're dating the whole season. Okay, what about the whole series? I think so. I think they're together for the rest of the series. I don't think the rest of the series is a will they or won't they? I'm not positive. And again, I'm not spoiled. Okay. Even though Allie thinks I'm spoiled on everything, um, I I think yeah, I think that they'll be together at the end, but I'm only like seventy percent sure, not a hundred. Okay, who won the episode? We have three entries from our listeners while you guys mull it over. Mm-hmm. Justin Ramsey says, Cece wins the episode for being the only character to act like a real person. Producer Kelly says, Winston, he's colorblind, his colorblind puzzling, humming, and general absurdity are the best. And spoiler alert, why he's going to be a lot of Producer Kelly votes this season, probably also for Maddie G as we go on the rest Absolutely. of the season. And Matt Stewart agrees. Winston, he was the funniest of the episode, and he came to terms with his colorblindness. I think this is this is this is a clear Winston win to me. Yeah, Win- Winston wins the episode. He has literally all of the funniest lines, mm-hmm. and he has the puzzle storyline. And I mean, to our eyes, maybe he doesn't finish the puzzle, but to, by his definition, at the end, he <laughs> says it's finished. He calls it his masterpiece. And we we yada yada over the the passport, but when they shred the passport, and Winston picks up all the pieces and says, "I can work with this." I don't know how he did that, but he made s- s- like. It didn't say the right thing at the end, but it still looked like a passport. And I guess it kind of works because they end up getting back into the country. So good for him. It is amazing. Like when, yeah, we're supposed to think it's like so horrendous when the border guy is like, it says like United Pates of America. Like it's unbelievable that it even says that. Yeah. Even to get that far is amazing. All right. I'll make it. I'll make it a a true. uh, I don't know. We all agree. I'll agree that it's um, a clean Winston Winston sweep. Not by Justin Ramsey standards, but he's in Australia, so like maybe the way that the toilet goes the other way, it's like there's some confusion there. Um, all right, this was fun, right, team? Fun. I had a lot. I'm of excited fun, yeah. about this season. I'm excited about how much enthusiasm Matt had towards this episode in particular. I love. I want guests to come on and be like, "This is my favorite episode of the whole of the whole series." You know? Yeah. Well, you're welcome. I'm very excited to be watching along with this season as well. Well, when Robbie Freeman eventually comes on, he won't be able to say that because we've had to bump him from two episodes. So <laughs> you just have to be kind when he doesn't say that. Um, all right. Well, Matt, this was really fun. It's always great, as you said, when an enthusiastic guest, all of our guests have been enthusiastic. So just generally when a guest comes on, because I think we keep it more to new girl. I think the listeners appreciate it. We appreciate it. And that note, uh, we'll thank uh, five-star reviewer Superman and Serial who admitted that when he, he or she first started listening to this podcast, uh, they were getting a little annoyed because there wasn't a lot of new girl talk. But uh, this person says, I continue listening to further episodes and found myself enjoying the banter and laughter between Ali and Cuba all around good time and laughs. So if you think you hate it because we don't talk about uh, NGO uh, new girl enough, you might learn to like us and then you won't care. So we'll see if you have want to leave us a five star review or just let us know how you feel. We'll take it. Uh, you can go to anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. You can subscribe there. It'll link you through. 
um, to Apple Podcasts or you can leave a review. Maddie G, you've uh, undertaken a new podcasting venture. Yes, I have. I have recently started a new Gossip Girl podcast with my good friend Brendan. It's called The Lonely Boys. And much like this podcast, I, I am Gossip Girl expert and my friend has not seen any of it and is somehow unspoiled on everything. So I am holding his hand and taking him through episode by episode and getting his reactions every week as we break down one episode a week in order, of course, just like most recap podcasts work. So um, if people want to hear about me talking about gossip girl then uh just look for the lonely boys on apple or spotify or you know anywhere else that people usually listen to podcasts and please subscribe and download and listen here's what scares me who what would scare me about a gossip girl rewatch great great thing to do but like unlike i feel like there's not and tell me if you disagree i feel like if i joke that akiva spoiled and i hope that he remains unspoiled but if one or two things were to get spoiled there's not like one big like surprise right whereas like mm -hmm. in gossip girl it's like who's gossip girl yeah i think that's the main like thing that someone can be spoiled on and i was spoiled on it myself while watching and coming from the lens of me who watched it being spoiled on who gossip girl is even if he were to get spoiled on that i don't think it affects like all of the other craziness that happens in the show like in my opinion i don't even think they should have revealed who gossip girl is at the end because it really doesn't matter at the end of the day so i think even if he does find out it'll uh we will there's still plenty of other stuff that he'll be surprised about along the way all right that's the right attitude uh, and that's how i'll have to feel because akiva as we know is extremely spoiled uh, um, absolutely you can follow uh matt at maddie fresh 24 you can follow me at last tweets you can follow Keeve at keeve 26 you can check out kiwi on renap uh, I don't know what Renap was this week, but not because of a buzz. I was away. So what's going on on Renap this the week? The annual annual watching of Leprechaun. We did Leprechaun 4, Lep in Space. How many Leprechauns are there? I believe there are six real ones. I think there's like eight total, but I think we're doing six. I think next year is Leprechaun in the Hood, and then there's Leprechaun in the Hood too. Oh, that's going to be great for you guys to be covering. And <laughs> then how, how many spots did you have to put on the wheel to jam it? I, I, it was only three. It got on on three. Oh, good for the leprechaun. On the first try, yeah. All right, um, and you can check out 32 Fans talking about football and other football stuff. Football and NBA preview this week, yeah. Oh, Chester, my God. Uh, Incredible. Yeah, made some time, did the NBA preview. The great Mari Fourth was on for me last week talking mm -hmm. about the challenge. Best episode of the season. We're back, baby. If, you, if you've been sitting out of the challenge, jump in now. Mm -hmm. Major twists, really interesting stuff, stuff we've been hoping for for years. So you can check out Brian and Mari covering the best episode of the season. You're welcome for being uh, the blitz on that that I left, and all of a sudden we have a great episode uh, at robinswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. And I will be back with Brian this week uh, to go ham on talking about it. Um, I think... That's everything for us. Uh, Maddie G, if you could uh, close us out here. Oh, man. I did so much work on prepping for the <laughs> intro. I completely forgot about the it. Outro. <laughs> the outro. All right. Let's see if I can whip something up here. All right. That's been another iconic episode of New Girl, Old Guy. Please join us again next week where we will, where we will discuss Season 3, Episode 2. Don't know what the name of it right now Oh, is, I forgot but, to uh, do that. The episode is <laughs> Nerd. Thank you, Matt. That was the perfect Ooh. outro because I forgot. Nailed it, Matt. You're welcome. You're welcome, everyone. So jo join us again next week where we will talk about Season 3, Episode 2, 
the nerd you said it was it's called nerd so kiwi throw in a guess and then we'll just end it and put matt out of his misery but he did amazing um <laughs> kiwi what do you think nerd's gonna be about you were wrong about uh i think you said nick was gonna become a gambler but that was a fun guess i'm gonna say jess and nick spend a lot of time together and jess decides that nick is a nerd <laughs> okay all right <laughs> thanks matt this has been a lot of fun thanks kiwi we'll see you next week Ali and Akiva Gonna talk a TV show And maybe Jenny Garth